am Dr. Marta Catalinas. I am a pediatrician and I'm talking to you uh, from Round Rock, Texas, near the city of Austin. And I'm here with my friends, like always, we have a new mom today uh, because we're going to talk about coronavirus again. Unfortunately, I never thought uh, we were going to be at this this late in the year and still worrying about coronavirus. And um, we have the kids now going back to school. Um, we have all the restrictions, all the limitations. Uh, we wanna make sure that you understand that we are all going through the same. Our kids are going and suffering the same limitations that your children. And if we can give you a couple of advices that you can use, then um, we'll be happy, right girls? Yes, yes, yes it is, Marta. Hi, how are you? So I'm for Candil, I'm a chef and owner of a catering, Spanish catering here in Round Rock, Texas. Um, I'm a mother of five and um, yeah, I am the one in charge to bring uh, a recipe every week to help you to cook for your kids, for your family, uh, quick recipes, simple recipes, and I brought today one uh, recipe, like I think is very appropriate, especially with the chilly weather we have outside. And because it's fall, everyone carving their pumpkins. So everyone has some uh, uh, pumpkin meat at home extra. So we can prepare this cream with uh, pumpkin, zucchini, and apple. So it's gonna be very simple to make it, to cook. And I think everyone really enjoy this uh, warm and hot uh, soup at night. So I'm going to give you the details at the end. But I want to say welcome to Veronica and Beatriz. Hi, Veronica. How are you? Hi, Fer. Hi, uh, Marta and, and Bea. Hope you're all well. Well, um, it's cool to be here again after, <laughs> after such a long break. This is really our first fall episode and and I'm happy that you're gonna give us such a good recipe now that the weather is cold and chilly we have a sweater weather and we need comforting soups for our bodies so um I'd like to say to everybody like wish everybody a happy Halloween and on top of all please keep your family safe and and we'll try to take as many measures as you can to avoid like many contacts with with people we need to have this under control and there is like this second peak of cases in europe and it might happen here so we have to be very thoughtful about what we do and well most of all know know me from previous episodes my name is Vero I have um, three kids under five and today I'm very happy to welcome a very good friend whose name is Bea. Bea is a mom of three and I'd like her to introduce herself so hi Bea please hello. tell us a little bit more about yourself. <laughs> hello thank you thank you for for letting me be here today and so I can ask questions about the COVID-19. Uh, my name is Beatriz. I, I have three children. Uh, my daughter, Ines, she is nine years old, Santi, five years old, and Isabel, two years old. So I have all the ages <laughs> and situations in, in, in this pandemic. 
and uh, I live here in, in, Austin, in Austin and yes, I would like to know more about how to do in this situation. Great. <laughs> so, so Bea, um, how have you been doing through the pandemic? How are you struggling to live through these unprecedented <laughs> times? What are, what, what are you doing with your kids? Uh, now I think we are better. We decided to go to school and we have some normality, but for us it was really, really stressful because we started to, to hear about COVID, I think, uh, first and here because I am from Spain and Europe started a little bit early. So we closed at home very early, we, we didn't go, especially me. I didn't uh, want to go outside. I am very afraid of the COVID. Uh, I clean a lot. I think I never clean more than, than now uh, because when all the time when my kids arrive from, no, not my kids because uh, they didn't go outside, but when my husband went to the supermarket, I clean all the stuff twice with bleach. It was very stressful. Now I think we are better. I'm trying to not be so paranoid. I am very careful, careful but not, not so much like at the beginning, but I have a lot of questions now because they are starting the, the school. So we yes, really don't know how to do. <laughs> So for um, are you are you happy with the measures that you're taking when your kids get home from school what are you doing is there anything that yes. you want to ask Marta about yes, your this is this is my my first question uh, because um, now when they arrive to school I am not if I am be overwhelmed if I don't know if I am do much than necessary. So when they arrived from school, uh, I tell them to take off the shoes and the backpacks in the front door, enter to the kitchen, <laughs> take off all the clothes and put in the washing machine. And after, oh, and hand their wash, obviously. And after they put another clothes on and they can play and they can do everything. But the first step, is take all the things we bring from outside. How do you, what do you think, Marta? I think that's, it's perfect. So we have to, um, we were all expecting and, and kind of waiting, okay, what is gonna happen when the kids go back to school? I think the schools are doing a great job at different levels for different ages. They are doing what they can to mitigate the spread of the virus. Um, we are home, once they cross that front door, then it's our responsibility. So whatever you are doing, I think what you're doing is great. Continue to do it. So with groceries, I do that myself. I wipe them. I have a little mixture of alcohol and white vinegar and uh, liquid soap. And um, I just spray everything. And then I still go with those little alcohol wipes and wipe it one more time. I'm very afraid of handles. To me, my routine involves always not touching a handle anymore, <laughs> a door handle or anything that to open. Um, so I carry those little towels with me and that's what I do. Um, I think what you're doing is great, Bea. Uh, continue doing it. Once it becomes a routine, 
then you're going to surprise yourself that you, that's, you don't even have to put any thought into it. It happens. My husband walks through the door with groceries because he's the one who does the grocery shopping. And I am there. I put my mask on. Don't ask me why, but I do. And I get my gloves and I start cleaning everything. And it became a routine. We don't, it doesn't bother us anymore. And uh, what you're doing with the kids is wonderful. Just, just wipe everything also once they come home from school as far as their, you know, whatever toys they bring or utensils, anything that they bring from school. I think that's a good plan. Marta, sorry to interrupt. Can you please provide can you please provide us with the exact mix that you use for your groceries? I thought that's very interesting. Could oh, you give uh, it's yes. just this is my own. I don't, you know, is so I have one of those uh, liquid um, cleaners that most spray. I bought a little spray bottle to mix okay. it in there, but the cleaner that I use is. One of those uh, multi-purpose cleaners is called 409, the one I use, I don't know. But that is not too, um, not that like this washer or anything, because that's too thick and it will give too many shots. So we don't want that. So, and I put like um, half of it is, a good half is alcohol. And I will say uh, one fourth is um, white vinegar, cleaning vinegar. White and vinegar. then one fourth is that liquid cleaner. And I have it in a spray bottle and it is good enough to, you know, I have it in the kitchen and when I run out, I mean, the mixture is not the, to the proportion all the time because I don't measure it, but more or less, um, I think it's a good cleaner and that's what I use around the house for that purpose. Sometimes through the day, I go over the counters and I clean with that. But anything that comes from outside, that's the little mixture that I use to clean. Any Anyone will suffice, those little, um, wipes that they have with uh, cleaners in it that's that's good enough too okay i thought i thought that was a very interesting thing to share <laughs> so now let's go back to bea and um bea um how have you prepared your kids for returning to school are they going in person or are they still on a virtual scale yes they are they are going in person uh, so I don't know if I am not sure if I prepare them. Uh, we, we we talk about COVID all the time since the beginning. Uh, we are open to our kids, so they know how important it is uh, wash their hands, keep the distance, uh, use the face mask. So I I don't really um, tell them nothing new. I am trying to to make uh, them uh, feel comfortable or safety at the school because I think it was so stressful this situation they need more uh, pushing them to to learn and and to enjoy the learning uh, so the the I only uh, did one different thing now they can't um go to the cafeteria uh, so i prepare all their food always so fair uh, i would appreciate if you can give us some recipes yes. recipes uh, <laughs> to prepare for them but uh, for the rest they i think they they know uh, what to do in the school i only want they they feel happy in the school and probably I'm sure they reacted totally different because the ages are different. So probably they 
even the character probably they are different so uh, how reacted the nine years old and the five years old probably is totally different yes uh, my nine years old I think it's, it's not for, for the age. I think it's more for the character. Uh, my nine years old, she's very anxious. She's more nervous. She's very afraid of all about the illness. So um, for, for her, I have to tell her, don't worry so much. You can touch a friend. You can touch one thing. You only have to make sure to wash your hands after. So we see it's okay. The problem is my, my son. <laughs> She's a kindergarten and she only wants to play. Uh, she likes the contact. She wants to have it's a boy. <laughs> so uh, with him, I have to remember him a lot of time to keep the distance. Don't to put your mask down. Your nose, it has to be covered as well. And my two years old, well, uh, I think she, she only wants to play and she doesn't understand very well the situation. So I trust in the in in her teachers and in the personnel of the daycare to take care of them. Wow. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So are you happy with the protocol the schools are following uh, to keep yes. the kids safe? I am, I am very happy. They are different protocols. I don't know how it's in Veronica's school. Uh, uh, with my oldest, uh, I think the school is doing great. Uh, they, they prepare the school. The, the first uh, uh, measure they, they took is they ask us, like parents, if we want to, to take our children in person or virtual, and they prepare the campus for the number of students. So now there is only 10 or 12 uh, children in each class. And they use a face masks, but they have the plastic shields as well. And uh, with the with my youngest, the kindergarten ch uh, child, uh, they have like the plastic panels between the the children. So I am I am happy. The most important thing they do for me is uh, they talk with us and told us we have to be uh, responsible uh, in this situation. So we have to take the temperature of our child uh, before going to school, before going to school. And uh, if they are sick, even if we don't know uh, what, is, what is the problem, it's probably not COVID, but if they have cough or fever or something, they have to stay at home. So I am trusting my neighborhood and, and I think all the parents are doing the, the same thing. The, the same thing, the right thing, because it's very important for them to go to school. Yes. Yes, this is what uh, we learned. Um, what a big need. We knew this, but now there is proof. We all live through it. The need to socialize and to learn kids are missing that. They are missing the talking to their friends, seeing them, and also learning. And uh, it's very interesting how also they uh, learn to, uh, to adjust to the new situation. I think they did a better job than many adults. Uh, when they come to the office, I can see the depression, the amount of depression and sadness that they have. 
and I had to talk to them and tell them we are all here together. We are all going through changes. And we know it's hard for you because you're a kid, but it's also good to let them know that they are safe and that we'll do everything to protect them. And, um, and they understand. Um, it's, it just, I learned a lot about kids during the last few months and their capacity to adjust. Even the little babies, at the beginning, they will see me coming with a mask and they'll make a face. I know they smile for things. They just, they still, they now, it's normal for them. Um, let me tell you about the, taking the temperature. So we don't know, we know that one of the main symptoms, yes, is, is the fever. It's fever, right? Temperature increase with any virus, with this one in particular. I will advise parents to take the temperature at night also, because with our circadian rhythm, our temperature goes up at night in the evening a little, like a degree or so for most of us. And if you have a virus, when that thermostat kind of breaks loose and, and the temperature starts to go up, it's, going, it's more likely to go up in the evening. We see this with, with viruses. You know, during the day, they wake up and they're fine and you go, oh, it's, it's gone. Here comes the afternoon, evening, and the temperature starts to go up again. Um, and so, yes, it's great to take it before school, of course, but also just take it at night too, before they go to bed, just in case. In some cases, the first symptom is not even that increase in temperature. It may be a cough, it may be um, a headache, it may be other symptoms. And so that's why the school nurses are so careful these days. So they send anybody to the nurse with any symptom and then they come to me. And I have to decide, is this something important or not? And that's okay. We, we know that that's our responsibility. But I think we are all being very, very responsible and very, very careful. Uh, communities collaborating, I think, uh, here, at least in this area. Uh, I'm very proud of everybody. Wow, sounds great. And um, I would like to ask one last question to the, jo the, the young mothers we have here today about how emotionally the kids reacted because suppose uh, affected the character, the personality, of course, but uh, being at home with the family 24 seven and start socializing again with friends, playing with other kids, change them a lot, positive way, you recommended the parents send the kids to the school. What is your opinion, both of you, Veronica and Beatriz? I feel like it's a very personal decision and it depends on each family. And if they have, for example, members that have like risk circumstances around them or they have like immune system um, diseases or things like that. But in my case, since we are all healthy and and I saw that my kids actually needed to socialize. It's been like a great measure and a great step towards normality to send them to school. And I see that they appreciate that chance like to interact with other kids and to learn because as Marta was saying in this um, first stage of life, they have such um, such a huge like curiosity about things and um, about learning that they were really in need of that like um, of that stimuli like they really needed to go to school so Alvaro Alvaro is better his behavior is better although he's still suffering from night terrors I'm not sure if it, that was due to anxiety because of the virus or if it's just a normal stage Violeta is also happy 
um, she's very proud about all of her learning and she is improving a lot um, her verbal skills. And then Julia, she's just something else. Um, my toddler, she has discovered like a whole new world. Like she's been stuck in the house since she was 11 months until she's turned 18 months. And she knew nothing about the outside world really. And now she has friends and she gets to sing and dance and learn the, the numbers and the colors, all those basic things that they teach them at daycare. And she seems super happy. She's ecstatic about going to daycare. So yeah, in my case, it's been a good decision. I don't know about how you feel in Bea, but in our case, it has been very positive. Uh, in my case, it's more or less the same. Uh, at the beginning, we have problems with, with Ines because, like I, I told you, uh, she was very anxious about the situation, but now uh, she feels more safe and she's enjoying the learning and she's enjoying with the partners. I think uh, she's really happy. With my son, it's another boy. During uh, this uh, last month, uh, she, uh, he, he's a good boy, but he has uh, he has some uh, different. Uh, I don't know. She didn't sleep uh, well at night. Uh, she started to fight with him, his sister. He never did these things. So now with the school, with more activity, uh, he's, he's better. He's not quiet because he's an active boy, but he's better, he's happy. And with my youngest, the, the same. Uh, uh, she's, she's very happy at the school. And for us, the school, um, it's very important, not only for the learning, not, for, not only for the, uh, for socialize that is really important. In our case, we only speak Spanish at home. So we we feel that they, they are missing some of this learning, the English part. So now they start to speak again in English at home. So we are very happy with our decision. I don't know if it's the, the correct decision or not. I I don't, I can say, do it like like me but we are we are happy oh i'm glad i'm glad to hear to hear that and um uh, make the the other parents who probably are still questioning or have some doubts or feel the risky uh to encourage the kids to affront the situation and and stay at home and uh i would like uh to ask you marta also about uh, the vaccination because you talked before about the flu and the cold but i think this year especially i know we had one episode uh, that uh, we did before talking a lot about vaccination and the calendar of the vaccines for the kids but this year i think it's very important to um to push a little the parents the adults and the kids about the flu vaccine. So why, Marta, is so important this year, everyone be responsible with this shot? 
Yes, so what is going to happen that this, this winter is that we're going to have this second wave, looks like it's already happening in Europe, of coronavirus uh, coinciding with flu season. The flu season happens every year and we have a good safe vaccine. Yes, it's not 100% effective, we're aware of that. And that's because of the characteristics of the virus that keeps changing as it moves around the planet. But um, it's protective to a certain degree and while we don't know, and this is the truth, we do not know what will happen when somebody gets the flu and coronavirus at the same time. If somebody gets the flu first, and we know that like any virus, what it does is affects your bone marrow and decreases your immunity. So your body is not capable of making the same amount of cells that are protective. So you become a little immune suppressed when you have when you have a virus, when you have any virus, more so with the flu. And so under that stage, which may last from a few days to a few weeks, what happens if you get coronavirus? Now that you need your immune system to be at its best, we don't know because we never had this strain of coronavirus before. But we do know that when you get the flu, and on top of that, you get a cold, or on top of that, you have allergies, or on top of that, you are sick from something else. We know that the disease prolongs, and the consequences and the side effects and the secondary infections like pneumonia, it, all that happens more often. So we are um, afraid, we are, that um, it may be a situation that is become severe for some patients. And we try to protect those, the, the weakest ones, right? The weaker ones, yeah. the elderly, those that because of age, their immune system may not be mature enough. Kids, children are in that category. Uh, people who may be under chronic um, immune suppression because of cancer. Um, those are the ones that we're tr uh, trying to protect. And you never know, like, I mean, you go to HEV and then the next one uh, next to you may be one of those. And here you are passing along uh, the virus. And so that's why we encourage everybody here in this country, we start giving the flu shot at six months of age, and we give it all throughout. Um, and we encourage everybody this year to get that little protection that comes from the flu vaccine that we know is safe. Um, and I think um, a lot of the population is responding. I think people understand they are, everybody's smart enough to understand that, that we need to protect what we can. That's why we do the mask and we do the hand washing. And is that gonna kill the virus? Is that gonna make it go away forever? No, but that's what we can do. Those are the tools that we have to protect ourselves and our families. And so I encourage everybody to use those tools, to maximize them, like the washing the groceries that we say, is it gonna kill the virus, gonna make it go away? No, but it may protect your family. And that's what we are all about. Wow, I got my shot. Even when I was not convinced other years, like, mm, I'm healthy, I feel good. But this year is like, okay, I'm gonna be responsible. I'm gonna be a good girl. So I got my shot. <laughs> Very good. Well, maybe you can now give us some uh, recipe that I think the one you have today is loaded with vitamin A and vitamin C. Yes. And Oh, so, hey, that's, that's, that's the moment for the recipe <laughs> that we need to use. Good food. Yes, good food, healthy food. And healthy. it's so easy to make it. So it's gonna, um, it's a cream with pumpkin and zucchini and apple. Uh, so the ingredients we are gonna need is just one onion, 
a half cup of olive oil, one apple. I like to use the green apple, but if you want to use, because the acidity, and I like the contrast between the acidity and the sweet of the pumpkin and the zucchini. But if you want to use any other apple you have at home, honeycomb, the crispy, whatever you have at home, that's perfect too. So it's just one apple, uh, two cups of uh, pumpkin meat. Everyone has at home after carving all the pumpkins. Uh, one cup of zucchini, uh, one, uh, a little rosemary, if you like it, to infuse the flavor of the cream with rosemary, but if you prefer thyme or any other herbs, that's perfect. And um, uh, we are gonna need like a, um, two cups at least of vegetables stock. Uh, if you want to garnish the cream at the end when you are gonna serve on the table with some coutrons or some um, sesamo seeds or chia seeds, that's perfect. The only thing is thinking the age of your kids about the, the garnish, the cream, because some kids are good with that. Other kids, they are not prepared to find anything on the cream and has to be very smooth because they are eight months or almost one year. This cream is very good for the kid who has some intolerance to eggs or dairies uh, or gluten. So I think it's, it's perfect. The only thing we have to do, how to prepare, is get a pot. In the pot, put the olive oil and I start saute the onion first. So when the onion start a little soft, add the pumpkin, the butternut squash, um, the zucchini, and the apple, just in little pieces like dices, and start saute all the vegetables together. So when they start just turning a little color, just add um, the salt, the pepper, and the stock. And let's boil in until all the vegetables and the apple are soft and are cooked. Switch off the heat and use your hand blender or your electric blender, whatever you have, and crush everything and make a cream. If you want to add at the end a little cream or a little pieces of cheese because your kids really love that flavor, that's fine, it's, it's perfect. But if not, it's just a very uh, comforting, a creamy vegetables fall. Uh, even if you have guests for dinner, I think it's a, a beautiful cream and really enjoyable. So I hope you like it. Send me your pictures. <laughs> I would love to see it. And um, that's all for today about the recipe. What do you think? That is great. I, I love it. Um, now that you mentioned that um, here in the United States, we're going to celebrate Halloween very soon at the end of the week. Allow me to uh, just say a couple of words about that. Uh, this year, let me tell you what I'm doing or what I'm not doing. This year, we're not celebrating Halloween. I always enjoy dressing up and giving uh, candy at the door. This year, I think it's a little bit of a risk to do that. I told you how I feel about handles. I feel the same way about doorbells. So um, I don't think that's a good idea. Even leaving the candy outside, we're just going to turn off the lights. We're not going to do it. Um, and what I am more concerned about even is the teenagers, young people that gather together and they have all these parties into the night where they remove masks and they dance and they, that's the 
perfect ground for the virus to spread around. So I'm very worried about that. So be responsible, do your part. If we all do our part, I think we're all gonna be safe. Marta, um, we are not trick or treating either. Um, we don't think it's safe. We don't think it's responsible, socially responsible. But we are actually like doing a little gathering with our little pod of people that we see like regularly. We have like a couple of families that we get together with and we're gonna meet them. Um, do you think it's okay or you would discourage people from doing that? I will have to say that I will discourage from doing that. And just because you don't know where they have been. That's the truth. You, you don't really know where they have been and what contacts they have. So I'm going to be um, a little extra cautious here. And, and that's the part of the individual. I mean, if you really feel comfortable, by no means. But depending on the group, you may not know everybody that is there. And you may not know um, what kind of contact they have with the outside at work, if they go, if they don't. Uh, so it's a risk. Is, is definitely a risk but well in our case in our case it's only two families and um, both families have their kids in my kids classes so I yeah. thought to myself yeah. well I thought to myself well we are in contact really every day because our kids share the same space and they are not wearing masks so that's what I had <laughs> that's what kind of made me feel better about the whole situation and not so guilty Right. And, you know, and it's, it's, that's why I say, you know, every is it's really boils down to individually what, what do you feel comfortable with, knowing the risks. And so if you know that those families, like you say, the kids are already together and the parents are working from home and they are following the same, you know, measures that you have to be careful with everybody, then it's okay. It's a couple of them. It's not. Now, if you are talking about gathering with your neighbors around the block, that may be six, oh. seven families, and you don't know, they may bring somebody from outside. That is when things start to get out of control. And there is always an in-between. So what you are doing to me looks like it's pretty safe. Um, the moment you start making the, big, the group bigger and introducing other elements, then it becomes not safe. And the, 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 the difficult part is where do we put the line? We don't know where that line is. That's, that's the scary part that we don't yeah, know. I agree with that. If, if I can share what we are going to do this uh, Halloween, maybe can help somebody uh, who doesn't know how to do. We decide we are only our family, but we decided to make a sleepover at home in the, in the living room. We are watching uh, terror films, terror for, for kids, and we are going to sleep together and I make something, a scavenger hunting for candies at home. Maybe there are some ideas Love that. like me that we are, we are very afraid of going south. We, are, we don't uh, want to make trick or treating, so we decided to make something special for them. I think that's wow. great. That's, that's wonderful. Kids will remember those kind of things forever, you know? So anything that you do that doesn't happen every day, they're going to enjoy it. And if it involves candy and they don't need it all the time, even more so. So it's a great yeah, idea. That's, that's a good idea. Too. Great idea. So thank you so much, Marta. Thank you so much, Beatriz, for staying with us. And Vero, and I hope we can see you another uh, moment. Um, and thank you to all the followers and the subscribers to our channel.
I hope we can give you more advice next week. So happy Halloween and keep warm and stay safe. Bye everyone. Happy Halloween, girls. Bye. Happy Halloween. Bye. Bye. Bye.